Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to an amazing episode of the Life and Easy podcast. As always, with me, Tim. Howdy. Tim's here. And uh, today we got a amazing Star Wars episode for you guys. We know you guys love the Star Wars episodes that we do on the podcast. And today we have an awesome one talking about, what are we talking about, Tim? The Rise of Skywalker. So we're going to be doing a review, talking about our feelings on it. Um, We understand that it's a little bit late, um, but hopefully that means that you guys are fine with spoilers. Uh, If you're not, then go home. Go home right now. Yeah. And uh, click off this podcast and leave us a horrible review just kidding please don't do that no i want a horrible review do it okay i dare you do it (laughs) do it (laughs) um so yeah we're gonna be discussing rise of skywalker now i know we trashed the last jedi episode if you guys haven't seen that make sure you go check out that first and then come back and watch this one so you have some a uh, little context, a little background on how we feel about Star Wars. Me, personally, I'm very opinionated on on Star Wars, but Tim, for the most part, knows more about the lore and the backstory back of all comic the, books, the comic books. books. So, um, I guess we'll start with ratings. Yeah. So, uh, also, to be clear, I only saw it in theaters once. Um, I did see The Last Jedi in theaters twice as much as I... Because you loved it so much. At, I couldn't believe how much I hated it. <laughs> no, I I saw it with uh, friends and then with family, so I, I did see it twice. Uh, okay. Rise of Skywalker only once, and same for you, Scott, right? Yep, same for me. I uh, saw it once. I saw it with my dad and uncle. And when did your dad and uncle see their first Star Wars films? Did they go all the way back to the first one in theaters? or? Yes, I think they saw the original in theaters. That's what my uncle said, at least, that he saw the first star wars when it came out in theaters when he was a kid yeah when i was with my dad he saw the first one in theaters all the way back so same situation my dad like it was funny uh he was okay with the film in the end he he was in a similar boat uh so my rating that i gave it was uh 3.75 out of five stars mm-hmm. um that was built largely on i was entertained it was a fun film to watch i had fun in the theater but it really failed to live up to the Star Wars name that was attached to it, in my eyes. Um, I thought it did a lot of damage to the history of the brand. And I think my father, who's been a Star Wars fan for 42 years since the original film, he had a similar reaction. Uh, He liked it a bit more than me. I think he's been able to isolate the sequels from Star Wars a little bit better than I have been. Um, So he gave it a four-star review. My brother, who's 11, he gave it... 4.5 4.5 he had a lot no more fun. way <laughs> yep. uh, but he was like i don't want to talk to tim because tim's gonna make me hate it <laughs> yeah tim at least for me like i've i've loved star wars and then when i started talking to tim started looking for the little nitpicks here and there which is fair i think you should do that as a critic you should never walk out of the movie theater and say any movie is perfect because there's always flaws. There's no perfect movie. Yep, there's no Except for Shawshank movie. Redemption. That is basically a perfect movie. Go that watch. completely contradicts everything we just said. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, for me, if I were to go into ratings, um, I'm a little different than Tim. Uh, I gave it two ratings because I felt it wasn't fair to just give this one overall rating because I think this... Um, this film targets two kinds of people. One, uh, hardcore Star Wars fans like Tim and myself, and then just standard run-of-the-mill movie lovers, just like go to the movie and have a good time uh, with 
any movie you watch. Mostly, like, action movies, I guess. Usually action movies and adventure movies tend to be uh, perceived pretty well. Big blockbusters. Yeah, see, blockbusters. It, um, yeah. Explosions. Disney's trying to continue to do what they've been doing pretty much since Transformers. You know, Star Wars can definitely on some level fit in with Marvel and Transformers and DC and superhero movies in general where just throw in a bunch of big explosions. I guess Star Trek also. Yeah. Um, but I'd say something that Disney did fail to understand very early on with the sequels was that there is another layer to Star Wars mm-hmm. that they were allowed to ignore with Marvel at the beginning. Like, if you think about Iron Man, the Hulk, uh, Thor, they're very light-hearted movies that had very little tie-in. And then even Avengers, it was still light-hearted. There was no overall meaning or arc that they were really getting End, at I, yet. Endgame was the darkest one. But by the time you get to Endgame, you know, over the course of 10 years, they did build something and they did create an arc, but that wasn't necessary at the beginning. Yeah. Compared to disney with star wars from the beginning they needed to get it right with seven building an arc and i don't know if they fully appreciated that when they viewed them more as similar brands in the beginning right so yeah for me uh when it comes to an action movie entertainment movie i give it a four out of five because i think um it was above average and i think i was entertained by it um but on the contrary when it comes to star wars star wars lore uh plot holes um, introducing new uh, force abilities, and we'll get into that later. Just like introducing all these new things into the Star Wars universe this late into the saga, um, I had to drop my rating a little. I had to take off half a point, so I dropped it down to a three and a half out of five. So, so still, I actually like this better than you. Yeah, so Tim liked this better than me, which I was kind of shocked at. Um, and I will say, my uncle walked out of the theater and he loved the movie. Mm-hmm. He watched the original and the original series, and he actually liked the the movie a lot. He says he was, he was really entertained, and that's going back to what I was saying. Um, this is not a bad movie if you want to go to the movies and you just want to see a bunch of explosions. Um, I will say the acting was, was pretty good. I think it was the best acting of the sequel trilogy, yeah. for sure. It was um, the first time I thought the characters were all likable. Yeah, just kind of like what we had... Uh, problems with the last jedites it's the writing the writer the characters were all very sterile flat yeah as compared to here like ray finally had her struggles that she hasn't had throughout um, yes this entire saga from here forward tons of spoilers um when she like shot the force lightning at the uh transport at the transport and she was like what did i do um there was a struggle there she Almost lost that lightsaber uh, fight with Kylo. I really like that that finally happened. In fact, except she still won. Sadly. <laughs> she still she won. Still won. Come on, but, Disney. But I'm gonna give Disney the credit. You know, the fact of the matter is, this was the third film in the trilogy. There was nothing that they could do. They've already failed to have her fail. If that made sense, she hasn't failed anything yet, and we're in the last film, so she does also kind of need to succeed. So it was a good way of kind of striking that medium where she lost the battle, but then Kylo got contacted by his mother, and then she was able to stab him and still win, but because he got distracted. Right. I liked it. Um, Ray was finally likable. 
I can stand to have her. I liked her. her. Yeah, I liked her in this movie. I can stand to have her exist in Star Wars. Last Jedi. Couldn't stand her. Couldn't stand her. She's too OP. Um, Poe and Finn, I loved that relationship. Uh, it was a lot of fun just to be not that relationship, Scott. <laughs> are they, I was about to ask you, are they lovers? No. Are they lovers? No. Supposedly, J.J. Abrams was interested in that, um, but Disney said no, it was too risky. I'm not going to make any comments on it. Um, they put that at the end of the film, by the way, guys. Yeah, they had that, to, sneak, that, they that had to just kiss, sneak something in that. there. They're like, like, I feel like uh, they just like a little of The Last Jedi just kind of like bled into the Rise of Skywalker at the very end. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I think they made the right decision, them just, just being friends, and I really did enjoy that dynamic. They had a lot of fun. It was their final adventure together uh, for the trilogy. Um, the other thing that I really did like, Leia is finally a Jedi. I think it's it's a big shame that she wasn't that they didn't state that she was a Jedi earlier in the trilogy. Just because the way I had always seen it, right after Return of the Jedi, Luke trained Leia. So I was surprised that she didn't seem to be a Jedi through most of the trilogy. So she's had 30 years experience as being a Jedi by the timeline? Um, Roughly? From what I understand, what happened is... Because I think, like you said, they were training on Endor before we started. Uh, You said that. Um... I think that soon after they started training, and then she would have continued through the training, but I think she was still pretty young by the time she gave it up. Uh, Regardless, I was happy to see she was a Jedi. I think Mm -hmm. it was a shame that Luke played so little of a role in this film. Um, Yeah, I was a little disappointed about that. He played some role, but it was very minor. It was very... How how long would you say that scene was? Less than five minutes? He probably had five total minutes of screen time. Yeah. Which, but, but it was nice that they brought him back as a force ghost because that makes sense that um, he knew how to become a force ghost because he was taught by Yoda and Obi-Wan, yeah. Obi-Wan knew how to do it. So it, that made sense. I had no plot issues there with him becoming a force ghost. Although that brings us into some of the negatives. Um, I was really disappointed that there weren't more force ghosts at the end. Right. Um, especially Anakin, you know. George Lucas's six movies were the rise, fall, and redemption of Anakin Skywalker. And he right. was reduced to just a voice in the crowd in this film. I thought that that was a real shame that in the end he played no significant role in this trilogy. I know. it's it. They basically made it the Palpatine saga. Yeah. Which is disappointing. From the beginning to the end, this was always a Palpatine affair and like... At the end, it's a battle between two Palpatines, and the Skywalkers are absent because Kylo Ren got blown up, or Ben Solo at the time. Ben Solo gets blown off of a cliff. Yeah, so basically, that just showed right there that Palpatines are stronger than the Skywalkers. That Kylo Ren couldn't take down the Emperor. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, like, if you don't know the Emperors in this movie, like, what do you, why are you even listening to this? <laughs> oh, yeah, total side note. Uh, did you hear that the poster for... The main poster for the film where Palpatine looks all weird at the top. He's like blue and there's the red lightning and the blue lightning and everything. That was a toy. That was a toy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was. Now, to be fair, the reasoning behind it was they didn't want to give it away. But it's so blatantly obvious who it is. It's so obvious who it is, so why do that? But then also, like, why a toy? 
their budget was very low for this. <laughs> they could. It just that would be an extra couple thousand. Everybody's first reaction was, "He looks so weird." He does. Whatever. <laughs> so, do you want to just continue to get into negatives, or want to go back to positives? What do you want to do here? Because we um, we can talk about this for absolutely ages. So, okay. Uh, Two more positives, okay. I think, if I can remember. I'm trying both. to think of some as you're speaking. I'm kind of out right now. <laughs> I am not going to lie. I teared up, and I think one tear fell out of my eye when Luke caught the lightsaber, and he said, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect than this. Right. I was, Retcon. I was so devastated by eight. Probably more devastated than I should have been. Full disclosure. But when Luke caught the lightsaber... That was beautiful, and it, like, redeemed everything for me. At least, well, I don't forgive eight, but at least I can forgive Disney a little bit for acknowledging that and putting it back together, and then him telling Ray that he was wrong about the Jedi. Yeah. And there's, like, you know what's really cool is you go watch these videos on YouTube. We talk about the Jedi not only are complete idiots at points in time, but... Um, just like looking at the way they act is like some sometimes you could perceive the Jedi as evil just like the, they're like a cult almost well I think the thing is the Jedi that we're most familiar with in the prequels are mistaken they've lost their way they're not following the Jedi code and that's like the purpose of the Qui-Gon character who's not on the council and he doesn't want to be a part of it because he realizes that the Jedi aren't servants of the Force anymore. They've become servants of the Republic. And that's why they get involved in a war that they had no part being in. Yeah, they they turned into generals, basically, of the war, right? Yeah, by the end of the Clone Wars. And that's why they end up in a situation with all these clones, all these people that end up being able to shoot at them. And that's why they fall, because... They couldn't. They were so disconnected from the force that they couldn't even see the plot around them developing. Yeah. Um, oh, and there is a quote in Clone Wars. Me and Tim discussed this. That Yoda basically admits that they know what's going on, and that the clone army was created by uh, the Sith, and uh, they, he he chose to do nothing about it. Tim, the, thoughts? The thing is, uh, if you guys haven't seen the Clone Wars. Uh, Basically, they they go on a quest and they figure out that Sif- Master Sifo Dyas, who was a Jedi, didn't order the clones. It's some kind of a Sith plot, but they don't know who the Dark Lord of the Sith is yet. They don't know who Darth Sidious is, and ultimately they realize they're involved in a war, and they've chosen a side, and they feel like they have to stick with this side, and they're continuing to be servants of the Republic, and they're lost because at that moment, Yoda should have questioned himself, what does the Force ask of us? But instead, he asked himself, what does the Republic need? And right. when he asked himself that, ultimately he ends up, as a matter of fact, asking himself, what does the Supreme Chancellor need? And the Supreme Chancellor happens to be Darth Sidious, even <laughs> though he doesn't know that. So he ends up turning himself and the rest of the Jedi into a servant of the Sith. Right. Because he asked himself the wrong question upon finding out that information. And I think if Disney explores the old Republic, hopefully they show us a different side of the Jedi and who the Jedi are really supposed to be. 
Yeah, because that they, way it, it's like cleared up because I think people are very often mistaken. The Jedi of the prequels are not the good guys. They're not the bad guys, but they're also not the good guys. Mm-hmm. And that's why like Anakin's right in Revenge of the Sith when he says, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. In a Hayden, Hayden Christensen type voice, whiny brat voice. I've always liked Hayden Christensen as an actor, <laughs> but that's beside the point. I don't like sand. I recently found out that actually means something. And that it's actually, means something? It's pretty deep. Wow. It's actually, it's kind of beautiful. The delivery is really bad. <laughs> I can't defend it a ton, but I can say uh, in episode two, when he says to Padme that he hates sand, there's a scene about a half hour later in the film after he finds out, and spoilers for all of Star Wars. I don't know why you're here if you haven't seen these movies. After he finds out you're that spoiling his, episode two. Yeah. <laughs> after he finds out that his mom died, um, and they bury her at his at the Skywalker uh, household on Tatooine. Okay. He kneels down in the sand and he picks up a handful of it, and he just holds on to it. And basically, what it's supposed to symbolize is he accepts his roots and he accepts who he is. He is like sand. He's coarse. He's rough. And, you know, he's not pleasant. Wow, that was so much deeper than I thought. The prequels had a lot of flawed delivery, but every single line, every single moment had a meaning. It was foreshadowing something or uh, presenting a different view. They're very well thought out films. I was thinking that, like, the sand represents Tatooine and him growing up as a slave and how he doesn't like that. So... Is that is that similar or is that I mean, am I completely off there? I mean, ultimately this is art, so you're right. Okay, uh, okay. In, your, in your view, um, <laughs> so there's definitely debate in multiple layers, and I'm sure if you said to Lucas something he didn't even think of, he'd be like, "Yeah, you know that that is an extra layer of what I meant." Right. Um, but i think it is interesting that those two scenes are tied and i had never realized that until recently okay so back to rise of skywalker back to rise of skywalker (laughs) uh next on our list that we want to discuss here is rushing of the plot now tim you wrote this correct yeah so what do you mean by that uh the film was way too quick um i think jj's original cut jj abrams the director was like three hours and two minutes it was a very similar runtime to endgame it might have even been three and a half hours and then disney was like shorten it and then he did so and uh basically he came up with a two and a half hour cut disney said all right great we'll run with that and then behind his back shortened it down even further to two hours and 12 i think is what we all saw in theaters and apparently that two hour and 12 minute number was popped out by a computer that it was like the ideal time for people to get in and out of the theaters that the theaters could have as many showings as they wanted okay okay which i think is such a shame because again disney star wars is not a mass market product Mm -hmm. there's got to be a story here and it was just too condensed too much happened and i really think we missed out on a lot like even that whole thing finn was like i have something to tell ray Oh my god, don't even get me started on that. And then they forgot what Finn had to tell Rey. Um, And and JJ's explanation for what he was going to say, at least what they had written, 
it's by far one of the dumbest things I've ever heard because everyone assumes it's, oh, Ray, I like you, right? But no, it's not that. That would have made sense, right? Because in The Force Awakens, there's a quick scene when they're, we're on the, when they're on the Millennium Falcon. He's like, you got a boyfriend? Yeah. But then he's dating Rose. I'm just I kidding. I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he dates Rose, but he has that whole Rose, like... Side plot on... Uh, he's cheating, basically. He's cheating on Ray. And Ray is cheating on Finn with Kylo. Is that a spoiler? Kylo's cheating on Snoke with uh, Sidious. Sidious, yes. Everyone's cheating in this movie. Cheating on the dark side with the light. (laughs) No, and then Finn is tied in like a three-way cheat with Poe. Yeah, if we bring Poe into this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that... No, so get this. He was going to tell Ray that he is Force-sensitive. That's his dying... Like, he was expecting to die, right? Mm. He, that was the last thing he wanted to tell Ray. And if you're Ray and he tells you that, what is your reaction? I'm going to train you because I am the, the master Jedi of the entire order. I am the successor to Yoda. <laughs> that's, the, that's the stupendous shame to, of all of this to me. That's a really powerful word. I like stupendous. Yes. Um, you know... I really enjoyed Luke Skywalker being the successor to Yoda in that position. I felt like he very much earned it. And the old EU had a great Luke Skywalker. But in this, Luke is a complete failure after Yoda. Mm -hmm. And now, like, Rey really has not earned that position. That's the only other two Jedi in the films that we know of who have had it are Yoda and Luke. Right. And now Ray is following up that line. That's a very weak third person. Even though, hopefully, I think Disney is going to say that Ray did a really good job, and the Jedi are back, and Luke was just a failure. You know who Ray is going to train now, right? Broom Boy. Broom Boy. <laughs> yes, Broom Boy is the start of the next Star Wars saga. I'm calling it right now. Um, I Thanks, don't know who- Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the villain will be in the next Star Wars series since they're going back in time. But I don't know. I'm more excited about Kenobi to be honest. Yeah, I hope it all works out with uh, the confusion behind the scenes. It's a different podcast. We're not going to get in, yeah. into that. But so rushing of the plot, way too, I, I, way too much crammed in. Yeah, and I I was expecting uh, people totally would have been willing to sit for over three hours. I would have. I would have. And I think if the film was better and three hours, people very likely would have gone back twice. And I think most people have to agree, and I'd imagine even Disney agrees, that the film lost quality in making it shorter. Mm -hmm. So I think that instead of pursuing as many people as quickly as possible, they should have pursued getting people to come back to the theater. Right. And they would have gotten more money. Someone needs to dissect this movie. Like, go through every single scene and find how many jump cuts there are. Because I swear, when I was watching this, there were so many cuts in this movie. For Just, real. like, taking a... Like, I really miss the PowerPoint cuts, I too. miss those, The sequels too. don't have the PowerPoint yeah. cuts. <laughs> Where are the iMovie PowerPoint cuts? <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, uh, there were so many scenes that I felt like could have been dragged out had two people like actually have a long dialogue with one another like there was so little dialogue there was so Every, little dialogue everything was just exposition like, and then let's get into the next scene you i don't think there were five minutes between like space battles in this entire film yeah 
I think I think it would have been really nice if they had um, characters like Leia and Ray have like a serious one-on-one talk with one another. Although they couldn't have Leia because Carrie yeah, Fisher know. passed away. That's sad. Side note on those films, I uh, not films on those scenes. I think that they did do a good job uh, given the footage that they had, but it's definitely awkward, and you can tell. And I think fifteen years from now, it's going to continue to be a big question. Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, did pass away a year before um, the Last Jedi came out. They, I totally think they should have reworked the Last Jedi to give her the proper send-off in The Last Jedi and to have Luke live to train Rey yeah. in this film. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been better for Luke's arc. Again, I would have loved to have Carrie Fisher in both films, um, but given the situation that we're in in the real world, I think they could have given Leia, the character, also a better send-off mm-hmm. in Episode Eight than the one that they ended up giving her in Episode Nine. I just thought about something. So, at the end of Last Jedi, Luke dies, right? Yeah. And they know Luke dies because he, because uh, Leia feels it, right? She, he, yeah. She, she like gets so. that sensation because they were force connected somehow, and those that ties back to the originals. Um, but it's crazy how Ray just kind of disregarded Luke's existence after that, and she basically said like, "Oh, I don't care about Luke anymore. Leia's gonna train well, me now." Well, no. Those are her parents, Luke and Leia, the siblings. <laughs> the siblings are her parents. And it's kind of weird when you say it like that. If Palpatine created Vader, then Palpatine is Anakin's father. And yes, Palpatine's Anakin's father. So Rey is a Palpatine. Kylo is a Skywalker. The amount of incest in this film. Yeah. Um, but no, let's let's leave that alone. Star Wars has always had a problem with that. <laughs> but I honestly thought that Ray would have wanted to go seeing Luke after he passed. I mean, did she know he passed? Did anyone tell her? I mean, you I'm, don't really. I'm sure say, off screen there was something. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I feel like they just disregarded Luke's existence, and then, as you said earlier, they only show him for less than five minutes in the entire film. Yeah. So I. I would have liked to seen him, him play so, a bigger role and do on, something. On the Force Ghosts, from what I've heard, um, the reason that there were so few Force Ghosts is they, Disney has really been targeting the Chinese market with these films. And the reason that they're going after those markets is, you know, it's a big area of potential growth for Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. has never done great in China. Um, but in China, they have the communist government and everything. And the government's anti-religion and ghosts apparently play into this. So they wanted to limit the amount of ghosts and keep that to a minimum to appease the Chinese government. Okay. I think that's a major shame. The fact of the matter is Star Wars doesn't do good in China. The Rise of Skywalker didn't do good in China. Um, Supposedly that's one of the reasons the Rose Tico character got introduced because Kelly Marie Tran is a major actress in China. So they wanted to pull in some of the Chinese audience to see one of their favorite actresses. And uh, she played a really big role in this movie. I'm so glad they reduced her role. She was, she just was not a good character, no. ultimately. And most people could agree on that. Her line that was supposed to represent the entire film was just a disaster, you know. Oh, uh, I could still picture that scene in my head. 
of when we they, have show, to... they show the close-up of her on crate flying her ship into pose. Do you remember that specifically? Into Finn's ship, Finn, yeah. Sorry, into Finn's ship. Do you remember that when it's yeah. like right on her face and she's like... <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's so cringy. We have to save what we love, not destroy what we hate, as all their friends die because he didn't save them because of her. <laughs> I, I know what they were going through going for but it did not work just so many things in that film you are the writer if you want to make that (laughs) statement just write a different story it's like with poe and holdo poe was right holdo was wrong but he was mansplaining but so so poe has to be put in his place just write the movies that poe is wrong (laughs) like you you have the power so just do it um so where are we here what else do we want to discuss uh I do want to touch on uh, I Am All the Sith and Mace Windu. Okay. Um, I didn't like the change that they made with the Sith. Uh, specifically, that Palpatine is now supposed to be seen as all the Sith. When a Sith apprentice kills their master, the apprentice takes like the master's spirit into them. And yeah. then, like basically, I guess what we're supposed to understand is... Darth Bane, who started the Rule of Two a thousand years before the prequels, he wiped out... All right, I'm going to go into this as a side tangent. It's okay, we got time. Basically, who Darth Bane is, is a thousand years ago in the Old Republic, there were thousands of Sith fighting thousands of Jedi, and every once in a while, the Sith would make a lot of progress, and they would almost wipe out the Jedi. But then, as soon as they started making progress, the Sith would start killing each other because they were all obsessed with power and there was no way for them to organize themselves in such a way that they could stay united in their war against the Jedi. So ultimately this guy, Darth Bane, comes along and he realizes this repeating history of the Sith rising in power and then killing each other and falling into chaos and then they would rise again and fall. And what he does is during the Jedi and Sith war, he wipes out all of the Sith, and it's only him left. Um, By the way, guys, I don't, I have, I, have, I don't know any about anything about this. Yeah, <laughs> only Tim knows this. So Darth Bane uh, ends up taking on his own apprentice, and he recontextualizes the Sith. He is the Dark Lord of the Sith. All the power of the Sith is resides inside of himself, mm-hmm. and he trains an apprentice to do his will. And then, ultimately, his understanding is he wants to continue to hold the power, but if his apprentice ever is able to kill him, then the apprentice will become the Dark Lord of the Sith and will train their own apprentice to go out and uh, do their will. Right. And, basically, the Master is supposed to always continue learning, continue training. That way, they're always on top. But if they ever do become a disgrace in, like, two weeks than The Apprentice, and over a thousand years, this cycle went through over and over and over again until you get two insanely powerful Sith Lords in Darth Plagueis and Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Sidious ends up killing Plagueis in his sleep. Uh, interesting that, note about that. Doesn't that violate the rule? So, uh, ultimately, I... For, I recently finished uh, the Plague, the Darth Plagueis novel. Highly recommend to any Star Wars fans. Um, in some ways, it violates the rule of two, but I do believe that Sidious had grown beyond Plagueis. Um, 
ultimately what Sidious did is Plagueis hadn't slept in 20 years due to his power in the dark side. That was, <laughs> really? That was one of the things. 20 years? 20 years he had gone without sleep. And what Sidious did is he got him drunk. And then Sidious was looking at his master and he was like, you fool. You allowed yourself to get drunk. And he fell asleep um, because that's one of the things that happens when you drink, um, especially a lot. And Sidious killed him in his sleep. And it was more than just power in the dark side. It was like, you idiot. Okay. And that's also kind of the irony with Plagueis the Wise. Um, so, and then Sidious trains, of course, uh, du- uh, Darth Tyrannus, who is Count Dooku, and Darth Vader later. Um, that rhymed. Uh, but. That's pretty solid. Disney recontextualized all of this history that I guess Bane is Darth Sidious because Bane has been continually going into all of these apprentices that have killed their masters this entire okay. time. And I think that that does a lot of damage to the entire struggle between the master and the apprentice because then the master always knows that they're going to win no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think that it makes the apprentices battle a bit of a... I don't know. It's, it's different. And I'm not sure if I like that change. So that's why Darth Sidious is always like, strike me down. He wants to die. Yeah. But why does he keep having his apprentices protect him then? That is, that is a good question, actually. So. Um, Mace Windu? Mace Windu. So. That gets you salty, doesn't it? It does. I did not like that all the Jedi were speaking to Rey when Rey said that, right before Rey said that she is all the Jedi. It should have only been the Force Ghosts because the Force Ghosts are the Jedi who followed the will of the Force. Mm -hmm. The first person ever in history to become a Force Ghost was Qui-Gon Jinn because he was so in tune with the Force, specifically against the will of the Council. And then he actually contacted both obi-wan and anakin during the clone wars and then later yoda yoda did the training and yoda learned how to become a force ghost obi-wan did the training after order 66 and learned how to become a force ghost basically just super giving into the will of the force is how you do it and we see nothing about mace windu going through those trials that yoda did but specifically with mace windu and this applies to a lesser degree with all the other characters Mace Windu as a character is meant to represent the corruption of the Jedi Order and how far from their roots they had gone. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon is meant to represent the true Jedi, and Mace Windu dies trying to assassinate the Chancellor. Even though he's a Sith Lord, it's still treason in a way that... Well, no, because he, well, murdering... was, he was betraying the Republic. It was yes. murder. Yeah. Um, was, he was trying to kill an unarmed opponent. Which is, meant, Which is not allowed. It's meant to mirror Anakin had just killed Dooku, an unarmed opponent. Which is strange because he goes from killing Dooku unarmed, and he says, I shouldn't have done that. But then, like, re- and then right after that, he says that to Mace Windu, which is, it's, it's very well, ironic that he's saying that. It's almost hypocritical in a way, wouldn't you agree? I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> wow. I think he was making the right decision. He was going to the powers at B the Jedi who are supposed to represent the light. He was going to them, and he was reporting the Sith Lord like yeah, he, he was did, supposed to yeah. do. 
and he believed, and this was like his Hail Mary throw, his last chance for the Jedi. Will the Jedi not be hypocrites? Will the Jedi do what the Jedi are supposed to do according to their code? Will they take care of the Chancellor following the code? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when he shows up, he finds the Chancellor unarmed, on the ground, burned, and it's not clear if he knew why the Chancellor was burned, and Windu about to kill him. And he knows how much of a weight that that has on you, because he had just done the same thing to Dooku. Yeah. Imagine going into that room and seeing that, like Mace Windu about about to kill the and Chancellor. There's a whole other side to this debate. Did the Chancellor throw the fight? Samuel L. I th- Jackson. I think he did. Samuel L. Jackson says no. Uh, Ian McDermott says yes, and George Lucas, as far as I know, doesn't comment. <laughs> so the world may never know. I think he did. I think he threw it. Then again, Mace Windu is also the only Jedi that likely would have stood a chance besides Anakin because of he, his his purple lightsaber is meant to represent uh, Mace Windu as an ability where he's allowed to reflect the dark side back onto a dark side opponent. Yeah. Um, but that requires the dark side going into him. So he's always walking a razor's edge between the light and the dark, um, which is also probably why he ends up so much in the middle. Anyways, where this is all going, <laughs> Mace Windu was a very flawed Jedi, and he ended up coming back at, at, as some part of a Force ghost, mm-hmm. and I did not think that that was appropriate for his character, and in a similar way, I didn't think that that was appropriate for the rest of the Jedi besides um, Luke, Anakin, Yoda, and um, Obi-Wan. Kanan. I don't... Ahsoka. <laughs> Kanan and Ahsoka didn't belong there. Uh, supposedly, Dave Filoni said that Ahsoka was alive, which also plays into this in an interesting way. I know. They need to bring her character back. I love Ahsoka. I'm just curious to see how they're going to end Clone Wars. I'm so excited for I'm that. really excited for that. We'll probably do an episode on that, too, as well, for all the Star Wars fans out there. Um... So, yeah, we hit a lot of these things. Uh, Two closing thoughts? Ryan Johnson, you want to... Yeah, Ryan Johnson, we would totally interview you if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) If if this gets out to Ryan Johnson, I swear. (laughs) Ryan Johnson, we think that you made the best film of all time. You accomplished your goal. Some people love it. Some people people hate hate it. it. We hated it. However, you accomplished your goal, which we respect. Now... I have heard that you do make other good films, Knives Out being one of them. I'm not ready to watch it yet. I'm still a little bit bitter. If I can, you know, get it for free somehow, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. And Ryan, if you're listening, we we just want to ask you, we understand you direct good films in the past. You're not an amazing director. But we just want to know what was going through your head when you were writing The Last Jedi. What were, happened? Were you aware that you were writing part of a saga, not a standalone <laughs> film? Did you think about that? I don't think you did. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we touched on... Actually, I don't think we did. The side plots? Yeah, just... Um, I wrote that in here, just basically, like, I thought... And that goes off how the movie was rushed. and um, there were t- For me, there were too many side plots introduced in this movie. Uh, and the movie was struggling 
because they not only had to wrap up the trilogy, they had to wrap up the entire saga. Um, Palpatine saga. Yeah, they had to wrap up that. They not And they had to wrap up all the character arcs. And think about how many characters are well, in this. Well, they had to create character arcs yes. to wrap up also. Yeah. Um, and it was just all this new stuff added that was just like, it's too late. It's like, Ryan, it's like JJ, I give you credit for doing your best, but I'm sorry. I think you need another film if you really wanted to wrap up everything. Yeah. They Without an episode eight, they were really in a very difficult spot. I think... Because episode eight didn't progress anything. It literally did nothing. It's basically like this was a whole... This was like a two-film two uh, saga, basically. Which you can't tell an entire story in two films. I mean, you can, but... This was never intended to be... Yeah, Star Wars is two film. told in mul- multiple films. Because um, I find if you... If you have that... If that... If you have that many movies, you can tell good story arcs, good character arcs, stuff like that. Did anyone notice how blue this film was? <laughs> There's an interesting story with this. Disney did some research into uh, colors and films, and JJ was instructed to use a lot of the color blue because it does well in Chinese among Chinese audiences. Again, striving after that market. It's just so many of the strategies that Disney employed on this film are just baffling. Like, <laughs> how, do, how do we capture new markets? Good stories? No, that's expensive. We'll do the color blue. <laughs> um, that was... So, yeah, I mean, that's basically all I, I have to say about it. Maybe going into just closing thoughts about everything. Um, it, was, it was a good movie. I had fun. I that is fun. the truth. Uh, I like the characters. Oh, oh! I did want to say this in one of my positives. Babu Freak. He's fun. He was fun. Uh, I think he made up for the Porgs. and I don't get the Porg hate. Okay, well, maybe Tim <laughs> the, doesn't get it, but uh, I wasn't a fan of the Porgs because uh, they were put in there not only for merchandise but for comedic relief. Correct? Agreed. For the but- most part. I think if you have a Porgs issue, you have to have an Ewoks issue also. I don't. I don't have an Ewoks issue because they're adorable. So were the Porgs. Ewoks and Porgs are both adorable. Porgs are a side thing. Ewoks are teddy bears taking out stormtroopers. No, but here's the thing. that You just, you just explained why I'm right. <laughs> because they're taking out stormtroopers. They actually contributed something to, this, to the, uh, the resistance. But it's not believable. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, where would Chewbacca have been if he didn't get that meal on Octu that when he ate? Oh the my pork? god! <laughs> Assuming he eventually ate it, that porg was already dead, so it makes no sense why he wouldn't eat it. <laughs> but the Ewoks oh are smart. They're giant teddy bears. Oh my god! That scene where one of the Ewoks gets blown up and like the other one is like sitting there all sad, trying to wake him up. Oh, that. That hit right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, where's the First Order? Yeah, so at the end of this film, they, de- they defeated a brand new faction introduced inside the film, the Final Order. Final Order. However, the First Order was not defeated as far as I noticed. So... New trilogy? Yeah, for sure. With Rey Skywalker. They changed her name on Wikipedia. Did they really... Her name is Ray Skywalker. Oh, no. It hurts. What's your name? 
Ray. Ray who? It's like, why do you care? You're in the middle of the desert. Why do you care about anybody's name, their first or last name? Why? Because writing. Um, but no, I did like how they wrapped it up with, on Tatooine. Uh, going back to the roots. Can you believe with how much Anakin hates sand? For the rest of time, his lightsaber is going to be buried in sand. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that they, if they did that, she's burying them in the sand. That has to mean someone's going to pick them up one day. I'm fine with that. They turn into, like, treasure for the future. Yeah, I mean, they could go back, throw a little Easter egg. McMuffins. Maybe, like, uh... That's what I call Mc... McGuffins. Oh, Mandalorian? Oh, wait, no, that's no, before. That's before. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Maybe future Star Wars series, they'll have... I want to see Baby Yoda, though, in, um, in Clone Wars. I do, too. That would be interesting, because he's about 20 in Season 7. I will say, this movie could have gotten a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes' audience score. Not critics' score. It would have gotten a 100 on the audience score. I guarantee you. If Final Battle, right? Yes. Oh, and I just thought about something. It reflects Episode 2 Final Battle with Dooku, with Yoda walking in. Same thing. Oh, this would be oh. good. This would be good. Okay, so right after he uses Force Suck, so it's completely new ability, mm-hmm. um, which... Was, uh, as I said Take earlier, out their life force. Yeah, take out their life force, but never explained in previous movies or whatever. Just adding new force abilities. He force sucks them. They're basically, like, have no life in them anymore. He throws Kylo down the hole. The hole. Um, you, know, you know what they do? Baby Yoda comes in in his little crib. <laughs> his little crib. Starts Shows up out around. of nowhere. Like, they, they, didn't, they don't have to give him any background or context of where he's been all these years. He just floats in. Maybe I would love that. Oh, if he was with the Mandalorian. Mandalorian beats Palpatine in the end. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Like, a tag team fight. Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. That would have been fight. insane. They're both in the same clan now. They both have the Mudhorn. <laughs> oh um, I thought everyone would have loved for maybe, sure. maybe not to that extreme extent. Speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, though, did you see that uh, Rise of Skywalker is officially the lowest critic rated? It's lower than Phantom Menace now. Oh, it's the lowest. I, I know it's lower than Phantom Menace, but Phantom Menace was the that lowest. That was the lowest among critics. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't expect that. They're the only two rotten saga films, as far as I know. I don't think it deserves that. I don't think it's that low. Oh, I think it's much lower than <laughs> Phantom Menace. Um, but yeah, but. too many, too many uh, new ability force abilities kind of turned me off a little. Emperor's Force Lightning. That, that- yeah, I really think the force healing messes up other things because, like, why didn't Obi Wan save Qui Gon at the end of Phantom Menace, or why didn't Anakin know that he could have saved Padme in Revenge of the Sith with? force heal why did he feel like he had to go to the emperor for that or uh not the emperor yet but palpatine and even like why didn't anakin save his mother there's just there's so many, so many scenes plot holes where that where that power could have been used and it's bizarre that the jedi who had been in power for thousands of years wouldn't have been aware of that power but I suddenly ray just discovers it it yes yeah, sh- again just too ray op- is op too op 
but yeah, I didn't like that either. But what can you do? It's over. I really hope moving forward, Disney being real realistic moving forward, Disney continues to on paper say that the sequels are canon and con- they continue to exist on paper. They're on Disney Plus, but moving forward, they're ignored in everything that's part of canon. Yeah. And like like the Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they they get the Christmas <laughs> special treatment. Um so like the new republic just ignore that force heal ignore palpatine's change with uh the way that the sith work i hope just all of that's ignored moving forward yeah so i think that's gonna do it for this episode that was a long one how long were we uh we're at 48 minutes right now all right not bad not our longest one yeah we didn't hit an hour but i think we hit every single point we wanted to ryan johnson we do want you to come on please um so uh tim how can they how can they find us on social media gosh i forgot our social media (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's fine i'm looking us up (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're on twitter guys uh if any of you guys want to hit us up there i think we have life made easy podcast life made easy podcast um you can hit us up there if you guys want to give us any feedback on the podcast we love feedback uh, both positive and negative. We read everything. Uh, but we do have a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Uh, we don't know who wrote that. It might have been Tim's brother. We don't know. Yeah, I could probably just ask. <laughs> <laughs> he could just ask. But we still don't know. I don't want to take the risk of finding out our only fan is my brother. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what helps us especially are good ratings, uh, likes, follows, and definitely sharing it with people because uh, the more uh, we can share this, more value we can bring to more people. Yep. Especially and the Star Wars nerds and the tech enthusiasts. The more that you like and share, the more that we're able to invest in this and the better content we can create in the future. Um, right now, our revenue streams are coming from advertising on here as well as gambling at the <laughs> casino. Uh, Tim makes a full-time income. Is that correct? Yeah, it's pretty much full-time So now. full-time income off gambling. So all you little kids out there, Go get your mom's credit cards. Go take out a wad of cash. Yep. Do we just get demonetized? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Do not do that, children. We are joking. Uh, But yeah, we're going to hit We're going to have to rate our content for adults. (laughs) I say we just take $50, put it on black, take all that money, invest it back into our podcast. Let's do it. No, I'm telling you, just double zero. Just double zero. The 36 times multiplier. Oh, yeah, it hits it two times in a row for me. Yep. Um, but yes, thank you so much for watching guys. We'll catch you on the next episode of the life made easy podcast. See ya. I don't know why.